It looked, Peter Crane thought, like a stork. A huge white stork rising out of the ocean on ridiculously delicate legs. But as the helicopter drew closer and the outline sharpened against the sea horizon, this resemblance gradually fell away. The legs grew sturdier, became tubular pylons of steel and pre-stressed concrete. The central body became a multi-level superstructure, and the thin, neck-like object above resolved into a complex crane and derrick assembly rising several hundred feet above the superstructure. The pilot pointed at the approaching platform, held up two fingers. Crane nodded. It was a brilliant, cloudless day, and Crane squinted against the bright ocean stretching away on all sides. He felt tired and disoriented by travel. Commercial flight from Miami to New York, private Gulfstream G-150 charter to Reykjavik, and now helicopter. But the weariness hadn't blunted his deep and growing curiosity. It wasn't so much that Amalgamated Shale was interested in his particular expertise. That he understood. It was the hurry with which they'd wanted him to drop everything and rush out to the Storm King platform that surprised him. Then there was the fact that Amshale's forward headquarters in Iceland had, rather oddly, been bustling with technicians and engineers rather than the usual drillers and roughnecks. And then there was the other thing. The helicopter pilot wasn't an Amshale employee. He wore a Navy uniform and a sidearm. The chopper slowed, turned, and settled down within the green hexagon of the landing zone. As Crane reached back for his bags, he noticed a tall, thin woman in an oilskin jacket was standing at the edge, waiting. He thanked the pilot, opened the passenger door, and stepped out into bracing air. The woman held out her hand at his approach. Dr. Crane. Crane shook the hand. Yes. This way, please. The woman led the way off the landing platform, down a short set of stairs, and along a metal catwalk to a closed, submarine-style hatch. She did not give her name. A uniformed seaman stood guard outside the hatch, rifle at his side. He nodded as they approached, opened the hatch, then closed and secured it behind them. Beyond lay a brightly lit corridor, studded along both sides with open doors. There was no frantic hum of turbines, no deep throbbing of drilling equipment. Crane followed the woman, bags slung over his shoulder, glancing curiously into the rooms as he passed. There were laboratories full of whiteboards and workstations, computer centers, communications suites. Crane decided he'd venture some questions. Are the divers in a hyperbaric chamber? Can I see them now? This way, please, the woman repeated. They turned a corner, descended a staircase, and entered another hallway. The rooms they passed were larger. Machine shops, storage bays for high-tech equipment Crane didn't recognize. He frowned. Although Storm King resembled an oil rig in all outward appearances, it was clearly no longer in the business of pumping crude. Have any vascular specialists or pulmonologists been flown in from Iceland? Crane asked. The woman didn't answer, 
and Crane shrugged. He'd come this far. He could stand to wait another couple of minutes. The woman stopped before a closed gray metal door. Mr. Lassiter is waiting for you.